0: Giving and receiving.
1: So giving, we all know about the simple form of giving something, handing something to someone, uh, lots of different levels of that. We can talk about that, respond to questions about that. There are some, I hope there are, insofar as I hope for anything. The kind of giving I've been talking about recently is, is a profound and subtle form of generosity, and that is give everything your attention. Whatever's arising, not only out here, in the apparent out here, but in the apparent in here, give it your attention. If you're giving something your attention, you won't be meddling with it. And of course, if it's something really intense, you need to run away from or grab onto or release or whatever, you'll know that immediately just by uh, being aware, completely aware of what it is. So giving everything, your attention if you're giving something your attention and something else is adding on to that then you're begin this is how the the, the generosity starts to look like this not going to do that not going to listen to this crazy person immediate taking someone's inventory within the first 3 seconds of your uh, communication at the same time As you're doing that, you'll notice just by the nature of consciousness and the nature of self-centeredness, which is basically operating out of hope and fear, you'll notice that you immediately start to take inventory of whatever's happening. You immediately start to have little tiny micro thoughts about, about, and usually are about, I like it, I don't like it, who cares? I like it, I don't like it, not my problem. Passion, aggression, ignorance. So what are we to do with that? It's not about stopping that or starting that or controlling that. It is about doing everything with consciousness. This particular tradition is even called consciousness only, perception only. This is the foundation of Zen. If you read the the teachings of Vasubandhu, um, the Heart Sutra, the Diamond Sutra, the Vantavatara Sutra, and so on. It is encouraging you, encouraging us to just see what it is. It's, It's so simple. It's so simple that it's complicated because of our, the innate, you could say innate, they look like they're innate, they probably aren't, but the inside complications of little, little skirmishes and warfare that we, we continually are struggling with and adding on to, we have, anytime we have a negative feeling instead of just giving it your attention, we think up stuff about it, we, Well, it must be because of that, it must be because of this. We start speculating, please don't speculate, save that for the casino. want to go to the casino, give all your energy there. So the interesting thing about that also is as you endeavor through your sitting practice, through strengthening your sitting practice, your awareness practice, uh, you'll notice one of the things that shows up in uh, in the awareness is how difficult that is to do. If you're really doing it, then you'll see there's something I'm missing. I'm just saying it this way. There's something I'm not understanding about this because I seem to get, you know, hauled into something. I seem to get seduced into taking another direction. I seem to get uh, frightened into shutting down or irritated into shutting down. Listening to someone rant or someone complain or all the other things you think of is uh, tiring. But it is not particularly tiring if you're not adding a bunch of crap onto that about that situation. Don't add coming back to something I've been talking about for a while, is don't do the math. Don't do any math at all. If math needs to be done, you won't be able to resist it, especially if you're on this path, which this is a path of what? Liberation. Liberation from what? Find out. Find out. There's no sales pitch going on here. You might see a person who's highly motivated to talk about this. That's true, but I'm not here to convince you of anything. That's your business. You want to be a practitioner? Uh, a, a, a practice, awareness practice, be a Buddhist, study the Buddha's Dharma. I'm all about helping you, but not, not about convincing you of it. That would be too early. That means you'd probably have more karma to go through before you get to this little plateau we call. What did he say? What is he saying? What is the Buddha saying? What is the Buddhist teacher saying? It's like, whew, whew. that's how it looked to me when I first started. Started, started listening to this teaching. So if you're giving everything your attention, you'll notice that as you do that, that as you're giving something, giving it your attention, whatever is arising, you're watching that, you're observing it, smelling that, tasting that, hearing that, you'll notice you're also thinking that. That has to be received too. So it is not about having something coming up. and shutting down on, on your response to some to something if you're observing something and you're having negative emotions come up around that that needs to be received not shut down not not, not fought with. that's why it's difficult that's why it's so difficult to do this if you're if you're if you're trying to figure things out and get things right and correct yourself you're going to do this because of success and failure success and failure. it looks like a straight line it is completely curved the, the, if it, if it is a straight line if it is what's called in the tradition, direct perception, the direct perception of emptiness. This doesn't mean there isn't something there. It means it is empty of all of your ideas, thoughts, opinions, projections about that. So as you're doing that, you'll notice on some different level, different way for each person, little ideas about that. I don't like that. Or I really like that. That's that's even more difficult to see is when you really agree with someone. I know just what you're saying. I feel the same way. Of course, I'm not do that. That's that's
2: very arrogant of me to do that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh. (laughs) Why are you laughing? Mm -hmm.
1: So again, give everything, experiment with it. Notice and how do you do that? You notice the way you can't quite do that. You notice how you can't do that, but then you notice uh, something immediately uh, hijacks your thought process, your emotions, and takes you on a journey of uh, evaluation or judgment, or or plans to strategies to correct or stop being so ignorant, or try to be trying to be more kind. It gets very cloudy. So when you are endeavoring to do that, to give give your attention to something. Someone, some situation, including your own thought patterns. But let's start outside to someone else who is endeavoring to communicate to you, or maybe they're not. Maybe their ideas communicating, but what you're getting is just ideas, excuses, opinions, uh, complaints. But if you can stay with that, if you can use all of your senses and see what's in front of you, see what is happening. I sometimes say, just look. Uh, Look at your own senses that are arising relative to anything that's there. There's plenty to do. There's plenty to look at beyond just the thoughts that are arising about something, condemning it, accepting it, rejecting it, elaborating on If you give everything your attention, and this is the hard part, but I need to say this, you don't know what the hell you're looking at. You don't know what is happening. Ego self-centeredness does not like this feeling because it's a threat. Anytime there's a not knowing self-centeredness, this is... I can't do this. This is suspicious. I can't go that direction. What if, you know, I'm not, uh, I don't feel protected. And that's that's another thing to give your attention to is the kind of a sense of fear about, it's like as you make some, uh, use the fancy relative word progress, like less and less adding and more and more uh, going into the other part of receiving. If you give something your attention, then, then as soon as you do that, then you'll notice how much, what a tremendous uh, amazing situation is coming towards you as a, you could call it a gift. You could call it receiving. So give everything your attention. And if you can, if you can not add, not, not judge, then do that. But if, but if you find yourself just spontaneously evaluating, judging someone else, some other situation, something yourself for that matter, then give your attention to that. And then you find yourself receiving. And when you receive, you're just whatever's happening, just receive. Yes.
0: when you're giving your attention to something like that in a concentrated way, and then you are aware that you're meddling or judging or reacting. Yes. It seems like then there's an action of do you stop or continue, and then it's not observing anymore. Question,
1: question. I, I, you're going into a statement mode. Which is all what right. do you do with that? Hmm?
0: What do you do? Just just receive.
1: That's still, that's more, anything is arising. Anything is arising anywhere. It doesn't belong to anybody. It just looks like it does. The whole idea of subjectivity and objectivity, this is just a, a big lie. But it's promoted by just about everything, everywhere. Our culture, the whole uh, human beings from beginning of time until now are constantly Pushing and pulling and strategizing and want the good to keep away the bad.
0: Go ahead. What What causes the fear around what causes the sense of failure around? So, for instance, in parenting situations, when you're saying that's adding on, you know, when you have to do something, what causes the fear around not doing right action?
1: What?
0: What causes the fear around not being clear about what the action should be when you're being aware of what you're observing? I don't know.
1: Take, take everything you said there and um, not necessarily compress it, but just, just give me the basic question. I mean, I can respond, but I start to get lost in my own uh, rhetoric.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: If you have fear, you're asking what causes the fear? space, unknown, to to uh, consciousness only, to wisdom mind, to use that word, uh, there, there's not fear of anything, because the wisdom mind, he, she, they, are not separate from anything, so nothing can ever threaten, I mean, I'm not saying you wouldn't be afraid if there was a giant grizzly coming down the hallway that somehow got in through the back door, that you wouldn't be afraid of being hurt or being killed, of course, that's, that's very no problem there it's just that when we add on to things so this is wrong no this is something that you should get out of the way run but that doesn't mean that there's some kind of difficulty with subject object just means that you're just your body mind is here but it's it's here but it's not separate from anything else not separate from the bear that's where we tend to get trapped or caught is because we take something like that and say well you, you have to because it's, it's misunderstood that we're just saying all I'm saying and all is said in the teaching is just receive and just give. Give everything your attention and you won't miss much. You just, things will come in that you didn't even know they were there. The corner of the room, when you're talking to somebody, the corner of the room starts to show up in your life. Just the way of talking about it. Everything starts to show up because everything, what, wants your attention. Why? Because you've been ignoring it your whole life. Not just you. This person, That's how I know about this. More A more specific question about that. I'm, I'm picturing the situation, but more specific. I can answer it. I can respond to it. I wouldn't say answer it, but I can respond to it the way it looks like it's sounding. If you want me to do that, don't add. And if you do add, just watch the adding, but don't add on the adding. All right. so if you see yourself saying, I shouldn't do this, or if you see yourself saying, I should be more understanding. Or if you see yourself saying anything, you first thought, best thought. Just the first thing that arises, that's it. That's your object of contemplation meditation. The, the right and wrong, correct and incorrect, is a amazing uh, magic show that's going on. And it's so convincing because it's got all of the causes and conditions that go back and back and back and back into beginningless beginning of this time. And they're showing up here as some kind of separate situation that you can accept, reject, or look away from. Whether you can control or not control, or you need to respect, you need to stay away from, need to mind your own business, or you need to get involved because if you don't, they'll do something wrong. Especially with children, they're way overmanaged. You need to actually allow them to experience their life. They're complete, complete, and this has nothing to do with ego, but they are sovereign entities. This is consciousness coming out of the absolute and congealing into a human form for however many years. Don't meddle with it. Just because it's little, don't interfere with the karma of that person. Allow them to experience their life. You're here you're, Feed them, keep them warm, and beyond that, not too much. You follow me a little bit? If you have a question about that? It would be helpful if you did. You work with children all the time, your own and, and those at school. Any other you know, yes. What is right action? Right comes from in the uh, Buddhist tradition. It comes from the Sanskrit word samyak, which means complete or thorough. So right action is or action that doesn't interfere, but is completely present. And so the action that comes out of being not separating yourself based on hope and fear, based on judgment not from anything, you would see if someone is thirsty, get some water. That's right action. So in other words, doing what is in front of you, what is in front of you. And not adding anything. If you give, if you're giving everything your uh, your attention, if you're watching everything that's happening all the time, excuse me, then, uh, then probably right action is just going to arise spontaneously. You might not even see it. You might not be evaluating yourself off stage and thinking, "I got some right action going on there." I wonder if anybody sees that. I see it. I'm so right. I'm so correct such a contrast from the way I was last week. I'm getting brighter and brighter and brighter joy.
2: Is it possible to do anything out of not out of hope or fear? Well,
1: oh, yes. Yes, it's samyak, or that's complete. You would just, there would be hope and fear would be beside the point. That might be showing up in the environment with others who don't have any clarity and are, are curled up into a self that they're trying to protect, protect or promote. Uh, but yeah, you you wouldn't be you wouldn't even know you're being skillful. If you want to know if you're being skillful, this is self-centeredness, very subtle. Yeah, hope and fear are that's the, the the polarity of. I Don't think I can do this, or I can't wait to get to this because this looks really good. I think I'll be really it'll be, it'll be a success. More on that. It's a good question. I
2: don't see myself ever acting outside of ego.
1: That's called awareness. That's that's called the path. When you see that you cannot ever act act outside of ego, that's the beginning of the disintegration of that. Just put it in a very relative context. Actually, it isn't disintegrating anything. There isn't anything there. But at some point, you will see there wasn't anybody. So everything you do is is done out of uh, a kind of generosity that may show up relative to others. But you, you're just just taking care of business. You're just, this needs to be done. You do that. This needs to be done. You do that. If you're helping someone, you'll notice, I'm sure you've noticed this, but if you're really helping someone, they might get very complimentary to you and you you might not say anything, but you might just think, I can't help to do this. This doesn't even work. It's like, this is what I do. This is it. You don't even say that because it isn't anyone. This is what needs to be done. This is what is happening. Ego is a secondary or sometimes it's primary, but it's, it's either in front or in back. Or Yeah, good, good one. Yes. How do you know if what you're doing is the right action or if it's just matter. You won't know. You're not. You're not going to get a, a credential for it. So I would say the way to work with that is don't do anything. Don't don't if if you don't do anything unless you absolutely have to do it. Mind your own business. Stay in your own quadrant. You know? And then then if you if 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 you can't help it, go into Someone else's territory, if you can't help it, like it's very, very difficult with children because we, we really have the kind of the imputation from our society that we got to teach your children. You don't have to teach them anything. They're they're already completely, they've been around for maybe a, a million years longer than you have. I mean, I've noticed, uh, those of you who have children, how as soon as they start to get you know, it's the first few words that start to come out. You notice they're like it's like they're, they're eighty years old already. They're already old men and old ladies. They're, this is kind of maturity that comes out of really tiny, especially the first four or five years. They seem so mature. They see they have they're childish, but they they have a kind of uh, understanding that's really strong. So you wouldn't know so but it's not it's not a strong negative it's like you're you're holding back you have a you have a good uh, strong awareness practice so you already see a lot of space there's a lot of distance between you and everything else there's a lot of space around everything that's arising including your own thought patterns and the very ego always not always but usually uh, is a, it's kind of freaked out about that so so that kind of scariness is uh, is helpful not knowing whether you're doing something right or wrong or not getting a credential for it. It's uh, the, my teacher Trungpa Rinpoche actually gave some seminars back in the, in the 70s that were titled Buddha Dharma Without Credentials or Awakened Truth, which is the translation of Buddha Dharma. Awakened Truth Without Credentials, in other words, without any proof, with no congratulations. No, you don't even know, you don't know. You're not going to make any progress on the path. On the other hand, we have to talk about it somehow. So we do that. We just don't necessarily cling to that as some kind of a. Well, now I'm at this jhana state, or I'm at this jhana, or I'm at this level of. Now there are some teachings that that do that, that promote, actually promote the jhana states or this uh, yogic uh, positionality of of uh, awakening, which is uh, missing the point. It's not direct perception. It's it's a it's a state that you can feel very very comfortable and comfortable in for centuries. You can come in and out of lives and continue to have
2: maintain that. What's the point? Point of what? The point of maintaining the jhana state a To every
1: keep away from fear and keep away from suffering. It's a way of dealing with suffering. It's an early one of the early stages that the Buddha dealt with the jhana states. If you can read about it in the in the, the Agamas, it doesn't. It's not his words, but it's somebody's words who was kind of trying to remember him.
2: I've heard people say that that uh, going into the or however many John states there are, that it um, uh, deepens your practice and is useful in some way. But I don't understand that. I can you say more about that?
1: Well, I can't. I, I can't necessarily disagree or concur or anything. I, 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 their experience is, has value to it. And so, but I don't know. Um, it doesn't look that way over here. So on the other hand, if somebody says that that's helping them, then I would say, well then do it. I don't. Uh, someone who's saying that to me, I don't really have. That person's not functioning as a student for me anyway. So I just listen to them. But uh, but there's no. I'm not a scholar, uh, so I, I would not argue with them about it. Uh, of course, if they ask me about it, then I might go into it. But you don't need. If you see what is true, you don't need any kind of John State. I think the Buddha went into those just like he starved himself for long periods of time. He starved himself, so we don't have to. I mean Just a way of talking about it. More about that's interesting. Like the Vipassana the, the, so the practice, I've been talking to some students about that recently, about that and the way Goenka taught. Goenka was not a Buddhist. He's the one who started that practice or, or, or took that from the Theravadan practice, which is Buddhism and use it as something where you don't need any forms, you just need to meditate. And this is a, it's just a misunderstanding. It's not bad, not evil, and it will help you to do that kind of practice. Help you settle down, my goodness. That's what people feel when they do that. They they settle down, they stop fighting with things. But uh, that's not the bodhisattva path. The bodhisattva path, uh, actually you have to go back into suffering. You actually leave emptiness, you leave your your temporary hermitage back into the world. Go ahead.
2: So um, yeah, I've just always been curious about jhana states because it didn't make much sense to me. So if you are attempting to uh, go deeper into a jhana state, wouldn't you have to work through, wouldn't you have to go through a lot of suffering to
1: get there? Right Or you can just go there just settle.'m not saying it wouldn't take months or even years of practice to eventually just do, and, and focusing on by, this is why I don't teach uh, breath awareness meditation. Even though I did it for decades myself and taught it to others, I no longer I, I teach out of what I see I don't teach out of what I was taught, but what I was taught was very valuable and very necessary for me to even get to a point where I could see anything. See what I'm saying yeah, anything else? why not <laughs> so and you know and each person is different some some people may need to do that kind of practice, so some people may, may need to do. Some people need to do uh, creation completion practices where they're doing visualizations and mantras. All oh, oh, people do that, I did a lot of them myself. I haven't met anybody that I felt had to do that. So we don't do too much of it. What seems to be important is sit down, hold still, and watch, that's simple. Watch, hear, smell, taste, touch. Just receive, just receive, just receive. Receive until you see through your own insight that, that pers- the very perception that is coming through any of the six sense fields and their objects with their optics is that there is no subject and no object. It is completely dissolved or drawn into perception. only. It's just the perception that will continue when your body mind drops and falls on the ground and goes in back into the soil. That perception is still there because it doesn't exist in time and space. How do I know? You could ask me that. I don't know. And I'm completely confident about it. The confidence is not based on this and that or right and wrong. It's complete confidence. It's sanya. And it's there's no bragging points there because there isn't anyone. And that doesn't give me a credential of being enlightened. <clears throat> I don't really make any claims about anything other than that. Of course, I claim that. Yes. Uh, what is attention? Intention. Attention. Attention. We're talking about giving attention. Uh, just uh, receive through whatever's happening to give give your attention, which is generosity. And then you receive whatever's showing up, which is the other side of generosity. Not going to war with anything, receive. If it's smelly, if it's difficult, receive it. That's why you have these sense fields. Receive whatever's coming your way, receive it. This doesn't mean Go, the other, uh, go further into that with some, uh, create some kind of philosophy around, like, you know, uh, some kind of a martyr situation, which happens quite often in the spiritual paths, where because of the grasping at a self or a soul, it feels like, you know, we have to, there's some kind of martyr thing happening. Just, you know, well, it's not necessary. When we are um, giving something our attention, um, it seems to be a dualistic process. How does that support the not separate, seeing that separateness? Dualism is non-dualism. If you do nothing with it, dualism, good and evil, good, nice, kind, sweet, harmonious, evil. Did I say evil? evil, bad, dark, mean, cruel. They're not separate from each other. You can't have one without the other. If you promote one, the other's showing up. If you promote this one, the other, that one shows up. So no matter what you do, so they're there, it's uh, this teaching has been around or even before Buddhism. So Buddhism doesn't have a corner on the market, so to speak. Uh, the Yang-Yin symbol is a, black and white, but it's, it, it, it works conceptually for a while, but at some point you actually have to, you have to ha- you have to, but if you want to walk a spiritual path, then at some point you just have to realize what this is, so that you're no longer at war with your own thought patterns, with anybody else's thought patterns, anybody else's positionality, on anything. Or? Um, I'm just when you be talking about giving and receiving, they just seem like the same thing. So I'm just wondering. Yeah, they are. Um, I just don't understand. I don't understand how to give um, my attention when it just seems like receiving. Well, the, the giving part is your, your whatever's coming, your, your, your attention is something that you have some say so about. I can I can sit here and look at you, and I, I'm giving all of my attention to uh, my wife. I can't see her, but all of my attention is over there. Now all of my attention is on this candle. Not all of it because I'm looking at you, but you can move your attention around anywhere. I can move my attention to the center of my stomach. Isn't it amazing? You, you all know that you can do that. It's your attention. Do whatever you want with it. But if it's this situation we're talking about, then give everything and give everything your attention: colors, shapes, smells, taste, touch, thoughts. A Thought coming up is no different than a, than, a, than seeing a color or than smelling a fragrance. It's just, it's just forms coming up in, in through different. There are different kinds of nerve endings in the in the mind than there are uh, in the sense of touch. But it's the same uh, same uh, complex called consciousness. Yes.
0: What is moving that attention?
1: Uh, intention.
0: If it's, it's perception
1: and sense only, what? Well, the self-centeredness will move it around. If, if, it's, uh, if it's operating out of hope and fear, then, then we tend to shy away from things we don't want to think about. Why well, I can't think about that anymore. That kind of thing. Or else, here's another way of ignoring, is to go from what is arising in front of you to thoughts about what is arising in front of you. You're shifting your attention from what is arising, which is unknown, someone saying something, doing something. That's arising. Excuse me. And it's maybe challenging. Maybe that person is actually saying things to you that are challenging. And uh, receive. 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 Your, your attention is already there. So now that your attention is there, now just all the bits and pieces that start coming towards you, including, including uh, negativity. You know, receive it.
0: Yes. What is moving that attention around? <laughs> uh, so... Oh, yeah. uh,
1: attention is moving attention. It's, it's, it's basically, uh, without being being too highfalutin about it, it's your Buddha nature, which is very ordinary. It's, it's, an, it's the nature of consciousness is not separate. It seems like it's why it's so amazing it's so astonishing. It's like magic. When you realize that you're both a self that is uh, uh, it's not, a, it's not a solid uh, consciousness, it's not stable, it's discontinuous all the time. And you're you're both that, and you're both not separate from anything. Uh, consciousness doesn't belong to anybody. There's no ownership anywhere. It's a it's a it's a, it's a um, you know in the Buddhist tradition, sometimes called bliss, not exactly happiness. Happiness comes and goes. Bliss doesn't do anything, and it's not a feeling. Not separate. Not separate from anything. Anything anywhere is, is not separate from anything. There's no longer a being no longer a solid, separate being living a life. It's all. It's not that there isn't something happening, of course it is, but it's empty of your thoughts about it, including hope and fear. What, what, what hasn't been born can't die, can't be threatened. Unless there's fear operating, then whether your body's here or not, you're going to be terrified. If you've been operating on that kind of passion, aggression, ignorance, strategizing to make sure you're on the right side of the tracks,
3: Okay. And what is happening when
0: you're paying attention to something, and then this happens all the time? Like then I'm not there anymore. It's just hmm. the attention. Same thing.
1: It's just the attention. There really, really isn't anyone. There is no solid being. Pisces have more trouble with that. <laughs> it's already your your identity is already kind of wishy washy, sloshing around. So if something happens, then you're there to I'm not going to go off into astrology. We'll do that up in Minneapolis in June. i are going to do a seminar on that. But I'm just saying that you know that that uh, lack of positionality. It actually, you can just enjoy that. You don't need a position on anything. Let's see, what was your question? <laughs> I
3: don't even know how to ask this question. It's just so wacky to even describe. So. Okay. So for so that's, that's for example, fine. even. This morning sitting I was you yes. know, something came up I was looking at that I yes. was not there anymore I wasn't there anymore but then a while later I was back mm-hmm.
1: so what is it that sees what's coming you go who, who was there what was there when you left to stay there to notice that you left is there something a consciousness that doesn't do anything at all I' don't know. Don't agree too quick. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Give no, a skin. That's
0: a good question. I'm not agreeing with what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. I was like,
1: yeah who, who is that? So, so find that. I mean, look, if you, you sit down, some of you uh, have been doing this for, you know, centuries. <laughs> <laughs> well, a long, a long time. So I'm saying, look, every time you sit down, face the wall, beginner's mind. That, that very thing that you're talking about is available all the time. Don't grasp it as, oh, I think I'm onto something. And don't reject it. Oh, that can't be it. Do nothing with it. Nothing extra. Beginner's mind. The, the ego, uh, the way to ha- have ego help you here is ego will feel like this is too simple. This can't be it. The ego will say that. And that actually is, if there is such a thing as it, that is it. Just sit there and watch things come and go. And sometimes there's a big carnival going through and sometimes there's an empty street. And then it goes back to the big carnival. And so just observe, just observe. And it seems like the awareness becomes stronger because we continually prioritize just the presence. Eventually, this starts showing up in your life as what my teacher, Trungpa Rinpoche, called authentic presence. It means you're totally present here with no agenda, no cause uh, no uh, no reason to be here. No, it's just, it's just a here-ness. You're just here, and you're kind of astonished by it yourself, that you're, you're still here. You're, you're, you can be in front of the wall and be astonished that there is such a thing as a wall.
2: Exactly, because I... What? <laughs> well, the...
1: Coming back to the wall.
2: I think, I mean, I just
3: sort of had this flash of um, sitting recently and sort of arriving back and it was looking at the wall and stuff around, and the thought, you know, or whatever thought came up was like, "What is all
1: this?" Yeah. So, what is all this? is extra. That's how we rejoin the self-centered mind. It's not wrong, but just be aware that that when, when you have any kind of uh, change of gears or something falls out of uh, out of your gear, if you want to call it that, notice that there's any commentary coming. Up. Don't stop the commentary. Don't fluff up the commentary and don't ignore the commentary. But notice that that commentary is the way we keep maintaining an identity. It's just it's a very subtle situation happening uh, somewhere near the alaya Vijnana, the basis of consciousness. It's actually the seventh consciousness of the ego mind that is looking for self and looking for confirmation and, and has self-delusion, self-pride, self-reference uh, and uh, self-love. Or, or anything else you can say about it. It's just some kind of self, me, me, me feeling. Me, 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 one more, me, 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 four of them. So all you gotta do is just look at it. It's just about awareness. All you have to do is just be with it. Just just uh, don't don't add, give it your attention as it goes down, give it your attention as it comes back up. The wall appears and then the wall goes away and then there's cartoons and the wall comes back. <laughs> That's what you gonna see. yeah. Bosco from the 1920s
2: Um, when we are in a situation receiving thoughts are coming and going we're receiving yes but most of us in our day and day day out life we we have to respond Yes. and I feel like I've asked this question so many times Mm -hmm. Um, you know I'm not always responding out of that like a clarity. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes I'm faking. I just I I have to mm-hmm. look the part. to come forward with. I'm it. following you. What's the
1: question? I follow you. Um,
2: sometimes that's at odds, in my opinion, with uh, being genuine and um, trusting myself. Great. And
1: uh, that's a statement, so you have a
2: question. So how, how do you reconcile those differences when when uh, you're, you're, you feel you kind of have to do something? Sometimes the being in the world calls you to go against what is genuine or um, what you trust about yourself or, or what you're no, seeing. i don't that. How do, you, how do you reconcile that?
1: I don't reconcile anything. Just there's no more reconciling anything. I, I didn't even use that word. So, I'm, I, but don't misunderstand. I'm not correcting you. I'm saying just bring your awareness to what the, what who is it who is it that needs to reconcile. something? who is it that that is only going to feel safe if I could get this reconciled? That using that word. So, bring your awareness to the identity that needs reconciliation. Just I would say just don't make war. Just don't blame you don't have to forgive anybody for anything if you don't blame Forgiving somebody is a very subtle form of arrogance. I forgive you well it's, it's, it's very suspicious that and there's a, it's promoted all over our culture and i'm this is the closest i'm going to come to disagreeing with it small group of people that give me permission to say stuff i say it's, it's uh, for, just don't blame so go back a step and just don't blame anybody, including this. Don't blame that. Don't blame this. Let the, let the negativity arise self-existing. Let it come up on its own. There's a Tibetan word for wrong. John means it just occurs. It has no tentacles going out anywhere. It's self-existing. If you do that, the whole universe breaks apart and comes back together immediately. So just keep looking at the need to reconcile. Look at the one. If there is, if you see if you can find someone that needs reconciliation, rather than step away from that and go into the situation that is calling for reconciliation because you've taken that apparent objectivity and brought it into your subjectivity and then you're, you're having a little internal warfare about about it that continues to show up out in your life as trying to make a wrong decision, not the right decision, trying to be present, trying to, trying to, trying to, trying to. Is that, you're following me? I don't know if
2: maybe I'm using the wrong
1: word. Uh, oh, I think you are. Okay. I think you're using the right I would just say awareness, sit a lot. I know that's uh, challenging for you. The downside of having difficulty sitting is just that. But the upside, if you're really having difficulty sitting down facing a wall, that means it's actually going in, it's actually rubbing on your self-centeredness. Because if it's real easy for you to sit, then I would say, sit for a few more years. Then. Go into retreat for 10 days, see how easy that is. Because meditation practice is, has been said before, is voluntary suffering. We don't sit because we're trying to be all shiny and you know, kissy face. We're, we're sitting because we want to see what is what's fundamentally true. What, what is the warfare that's going on below the surface that three days from now, suddenly we're, we just got through being in this retreat, and now we're you know, just feeling kind of enraged about something. And we can't even find out what it is. We can't even find out why we're irritated. Why questions don't work. They work up to a point. Ask why once. Why once? Once, yeah. Ask why once. I don't ask it anymore. <laughs> That's it. And then say what. Say what is that? What is that? Or you could also say who. Another W word. Who is that? Who Who is it that wants reconciliation? And that and that that area starts to get kind of shaky or kind of. Uh, but just uh, insist. Sit down every day for ten minutes and say ooh, Sit down for an hour. Sit down. Whatever you can do, sit down. Take some. Some. This is true for everyone. Just take some time aside. Everyone has a different relationship to sitting practice, but take some time aside and sit down and say, what is it? What is Who is this? What is this situation? Fundamentally, what is it that this is? Thank you. Yes.
3: So how is that, what is this different from what Raquel was saying? What is all this when she was facing the wall or how, is there anything different about that? And you said,
2: that is I talking to, Raquel. I talking to Can we talk to Raquel?
1: <laughs> I'm not correcting you. I'm just saying uh, that's what was happening there. I don't know what's happening. If I look at Raquel and start talking to Raquel, then it's a different kind of situation. More of uh, Elaborate a little bit, so help oh, me here. I'm feeling very confused.
3: Your instruction is ask why
1: once, and then
3: that's yes. that's enough. Like the Buddha asked, why is there suffering? Yes, so, so he not go into
1: that again. So don't want to it, belabor it too much, but a little bit of why. But mainly, it's what is it, so that you can see that it's not separate, because that's that's what liberation or realization or understanding or clarity or reality is headed for. This is this is. This isn't even one thing, because if it's one thing, then where's the other one? We don't say we're all one. We say, I say, not separate. Separated like crazy. We're separated into countless numbers of objects, things, items. Phenomena. But the fundamental situation is not separate, and you can discover that through consciousness only. Which is not a state of mind. It's more like no mind. like no mind and not no mind. It just doesn't have a position. You can't find a reference point. It's like I sometimes say other people say don't land anywhere. You don't need a reference point or anything.
3: I want to follow up on what Leo was asking. Um, Why was uh, what Raquel was asking, which is what is all this? adding on.
2: See you later, Alligator. Yes. Uh, You told Propel that when she said, um, what is all this, that that was adding on. And yet you tell us in,
3: you know, meditation, what is this? Is that kind of like being attentive? Yes. Uh, openness, what is it? Can you, re- can you reconcile those two? <laughs> I don't know.
1: I mean, uh, the reconciliation was, would be saying there that the two things that you're referring to are not separate, that they're, they're, they're not separate. It shows up as separation, but it's fundamentally not separate. Uh, pleasure and pain are fundamentally not separate. That's that's difficult enough. But then the big, the one that's really the big deal is life and death are not separate, and that's the one. Philosophize about anything you want, but when it comes right down to your demise, uh, we'll find out how liberated you are, because that will tell you I mean, how much fear is coming up or how much resistance to this body dissolving, fighting with reality. Finding, fighting with the, the not separation of life
2: and death, life and death. I, I can't understand that.
1: That's called awareness. So when you, when you can make that statement, I can't understand that, that's awareness. Uh, read uh, you, you read the 30 verses of Asabandu? No, be a really good thing, you person, for anybody to study. But personally, because it's so simple, and it comes right in and goes right at your your uh, grasping at results, or grasping at right and wrong, or grasping at uh, true and untrue, or or is and isn't. It it, it addresses that directly, and it just if it doesn't give you a, a migraine, it you know might might clarify what you're talking about. You might not be able to. The kind of clarity that tends to arise, you might not be able to convert it into words to explain to someone, but you, the kind of clarity that's, that he's talking about there in the fourth century, pretty amazing, because he's, he's taken the Buddhist teaching and brought it down into some very simple concepts. We have several translations of it. There's two of them that we work with, uh, Stefan, Aniker and uh, So. Uh, two different ways of talking about it, but though that might help you work with that. Yeah, you can get a PDF of it. You can get a PDF or yeah. print She's got several printouts.
3: Use the term reconciliation a bunch. What does it mean to reconcile?
1: Uh, I don't. I don't use the word. So reconcile would be bring something together so that two things are not posing anymore, that they're somehow made friends or, you know, we reconciled our differences or, so it's not saying you couldn't use a little bit of that. We all want to make, we're having difficulty with someone. We talked to them a little bit and we've settled down and we're doing better now. So there could be some of that, but the level that, uh, the level that Karen was talking about is, is. I wouldn't I wouldn't use that word in that area. I would I would use the, the need to reconcile and just don't don't reconcile anything. Just look at that polarity, bring the awareness into the polarity and, and see who is it? Who is it? The identity? Who is it that wants that to stop bothering me?
2: Kind of thing. Stop, you know, that kind of a thing. You're a Libra, right?
1: Balance. Looking for reconciliation. Mm-hmm. Libras can't stand anything imbalance. They, they hate it. They'll go
2: to war over it. I mean, you would. Some Libras. Would. Arthur Rimbaud did. did
1: Who's a Libra? Mm-hmm. Ten degrees October. Ten or Ten. Tenth of October. Poa Rimbaud. We talk about poetry. <laughs> yeah. Further questions? Are we at the end of our? Yes. You'll get up
2: um, How, when you're sitting or in the world, when you're giving something your attention and something else is pulling on you, how do you tell the difference between what needs your attention and what's
1: distracting? It's, it's not, if you go to what needs your attention, then you're going into some kind of philosophy. So you're actually actually separating yourself from the, ferret, the very information that you, you might be uh, searching for or looking for. So say don't do anything unless you have to. And you don't have to, if something's pulling at you, just watch the pill pulling and, and watch, just, just observe that. It's, it's not so much about, because if you try to convert what's happening into some kind of abstraction about it, like, this really needs my attention because this is this and this. There's no way you can, using relative truth, that you can ferret down deep enough into that situation to, to see where, yeah, well, this really needs my attention because if they don't do this, or if I don't help them, they're going to end their life. Or, you know, looking for those kinds of rationales behind it. So less is better. Actually stay with the, the lack of reconciliation for as long as you can until some aspect of it just... It's it's, it's not even like a thought. It's just that you just find yourself moving this direction. You find yourself doing this. You find yourself, someone's thirsty, you get some water. It's that kind of a thought about it, so to speak. And it's just, just help them where they're at. Help the situation where it's at. But if there's a lot of Evaluating going on about should I, shouldn't I, where should I, was the best place to put my time. Uh, it might just uh, end up going in circles and not really helping anybody. More?
2: Is distraction just something to be aware of? Like, if I'm listening to you giving heart attack and there's something going on yeah. and
1: I'm outside, I'm getting pulled away. Just watch the pulling. You don't have to necessarily focus here. The, you know, but watch how you're being pulled away well, probably what I'm saying is going to be more interesting than something over there but maybe not you know if the if the, the, the wall is crumbling or if there's some kind of face appearing in the wall like this put the end then you might want to give that your attention that's what I saw when I looked over there <laughs> so it's a if you're giving if you're giving some kind of a equanimity, you could say, or balance even, to use that word, about everything that's happening. You're, I'm listening to what you say, but I'm also, I'm not missing any kind of movement or anyone's expression. It's not like I'm reading minds. it's just that I'm aware of, you know, her hand moving when the fan turns off and on. So it's not like some kind of super sonar or something like that it's just that you're, you're just not completely you know, uh, entrained or entranced by anything that's happening including your own interior commentary as someone's talking thinking about it when you're talking i don't i'm not thinking i'm not stopping myself from thinking i'm just listening i have no idea what what you're going to say or what i'm going to say or what i think about it Talk. I, I know people like talk titles, so I come up with one, but I don't know what I'm going to say. And, and I'm, from the point of view of my, my own self-centeredness, I, for quite a number of years, I would worry about it. Say, Why should I come in there? Why should I come in here and tell anybody anything? I don't know what the hell going on. But for some reason, for some, whatever it is, I continue to do this. People can you know, continue
2: to listen Um, even Tayo asked a question about receiving
3: yes. or giving it your attention you, you were looking at him and saying you're giving him your attention but in the uh, what you just mentioned if something happens in the periphery you're aware of that yeah. so your attention is called by that you would say are you still paying attention or giving attention to Tayo?"
1: yeah there, there's there it's spread out. It goes everywhere. It goes to, you know, it's just, it's, it's everywhere. So it's not, so you're not down on somebody's, you know, just narrowed in. It's not a, that kind of a situation. It's just a open dimension. And so your own thoughts may come up. They may not. You may, someone asks a question. You like I sometimes say, I hear the response coming out, out of my own mouth. Uh, hear the response the same time you do it. I don't think of those things ahead of time. I can't do that. I mean, when I say I can, I probably could be trained to do that or some really smart person could help me with it. But I don't. If I went to college, I would, I would fail. I wouldn't even be able to get a degree. They would think, you need to go back to elementary school.
3: Yes. So practicing chantaza, and we're sitting, observing whatever arises in the sense field. So if somebody's blowing a horn, probably the sense of hearing is going to dominate. Yes. Or if there's a juicy thought or whatever is going on, so you, a what? A juicy thought.
1: Yeah. What do you mean by that?
3: Something really attractive. Bananas.
1: Bananas. Bananas. No shake.
3: So if if we're giving our attention to whatever arises. It seems like, in a way, we're training ourselves in distractedness. Is there a different way to train? Like if you have to write a report or read a, three pages of something, but all this stuff is going on in the periphery, and then your awareness is taken away. How do you train to focus on one thing at a time?
1: Well, you can start with the environment itself. Just put yourself in a situation where it's quiet again if you have to focus on that with everything happening then just do the best you can stay don't try to stay with it just uh, go away and return go away and return, go away, and return go away and return just return return it's difficult if there's a lot of distraction going on to concentrate on something you're trying to read converting that whatever you're reading those words into some kind of meaning or ideas about something you're trying to gather is that what i what you're talking about pretty hard to do that that's why when we meditate, we don't deliberately meditate in a, in a bus station. But when inmates in prisons, as you know, inmates uh, talk about, I can't do this, it's too noisy here. Especially uh, maximum security is difficult because there's so much racket going on. But I just say, well, put some toilet paper in your ears, and cut down on it a little bit, and then hold still, and then include. I say, actually pick out a couple of sounds and uh, go between two different sounds. Or go between the two sounds and your body feeling. Or or, or uh, count your breaths, you know. Some anything to 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 bring not to get rid of all that and so much, but uh, to just enter, bring in a little bit of stability into it. And I would say that if you're looking at a, you can flash on the shape of the page. So it's just using visual awareness to help you stay there, since it's a visual thing that you're doing. Uh, initially, it's visual, and then it goes into thinking about the string of words. And, uh, Phrases that are showing up uh, that are describing something you're trying to study or something about what you're asking about. So awareness can go all over the place. So is, is there something further about that? Something
3: well, since um, we hear about uh, single pointed meditation.
1: I can't quite hear you.
3: Sometimes breath awareness or a single focus in meditation is practice. It yep. seems like we're distracted just in our, by nature of our society. So yep. how does open awareness and receiving everything help us with attending one thing at a
1: time? So I think uh, you practice on the cushions. This is why we, we just like the, the metaphor of the knife, we sharpen the knife not by cutting vegetables. We sharpen it by taking it away from what it probably enjoys doing into something that it doesn't care much about, which is being scraped on a stone. So we go and we... Sh- sharpen that. And then when we go back into the everyday situation to use that same metaphor, then we have a really sharp blade. So it's just a matter of, in our society, that's why people uh, in ancient times became monks, became monastics, left home, went up into the mountain. They, they wanted to train their mind and wanted to see what this is. What They didn't take being a human being or consciousness for granted. And they say, wanted to find out what this was. What is this fundamentally? This is what the Buddha did. What is suffering? What is sickness, aging, and death? What is it? I'm gonna find out. And he, it took him, what, six years, as the story goes. And then he found out and he, those people who gave him permission to ask him questions, he shared that with them and began to train them by meeting them where they were at.
2: When we get attention, are we taking attention from other things?
1: Yeah. Yeah, if I'm looking at you, I'm ignoring the blower system until I say that, and then I'm thinking about it again. So uh, attention is really very movable. It goes everywhere. It's kind of amazing that you can actually do that. So, yeah, we're, we're, but we're also aware that we're doing that. There's some awareness that we're, that, that focus needs to be, uh specific specific situation that other things are going to not get as much but you don't have to completely focus on it so much that that everything else uh, is being repressed or pushed back or i think that's probably what happens in the situation where you're, you're trying to just shut everything out so you can concentrate on what it is you're reading because you can't don't have another environment you have to do it there it's your job or something that would be uh, challenging. And I would say, probably, uh, earmuffs. Big ones. <laughs> rubber blinders, rubber, yeah, blinders earmuffs, nostril plugs. Yeah, yeah, especially with you, because you can smell a word a mile away. <laughs> 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 yes. Yes. A little louder, please. Is okay. this going back to the
2: previous point Yes, saying, you don't? Some the you have done you actually did get something out of those. I
1: did. What did I get? So Finding out I didn't need to do that. Oh, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, what seemed of all the different practices I've done, I've done everything, but I don't know exactly what. Vipassana is, I haven't practiced that for like uh, Sokoden or you do a practice of Vipassana. So I haven't done that like a lot of people have, so I don't have the experience of it, but I have a fair amount of experience of working with the mind and awareness practices and several different kinds. And it just looks like, but uh, you know, that less is better. Very simple, sit down, hold still, all the senses open, just observe. That looks like that's, that's the shortest path. Especially if you have a teacher to encourage you when you start to go this way or that way. Uh, and if you have a sangha that actually keeps you in the middle of your confusion, which is that's what the sangha does. Because it's a society that is that is not quite as wild and crazy as the rest of the world, but it's still, they're, they're all, the society is including their own the Western word is neurosis. And so you're with them, so they're working with, so their ultimate uh situation is to try to see clearly try to be sane and be kind and all of that so being around that kind of society or family is very important so you get help there you get help facing a wall you get help interacting with the teacher and um, and you, you get to actually sit down and see how difficult it is to just be genuine that's that's where it, starts. it just it's just difficult but if you're doing a mantra or if you're doing uh, breath, or if you do you have some kind of object of meditation other than the world, you sit down, it's the world in the form of your breath, the wall, the texture of the wall, the feeling of your knee, all of those objects will come and go and they'll change. Some are here, Then sound outside, that comes in that, so that enters, somebody coughs down the way and you, you include that. So we're not trying to shut anything out. Um, some practices, and, and, and to some extent, Vipassana, if I may say it this way, is about shutting things out and just focusing on do So, so they, they don't, there's no talking in those retreats, at least to my knowledge. Usually it's a silent retreat, and it has its benefits. A little bit of silence is good, but when you overdo it, trying to create a state, this is, this is where this comes from a long time of being in that kind of situation. So don't try to create anything. Just try to see what's already the case. And that's, you don't get much feedback for it. You don't feel like you're kind of getting somewhere. And that's the, can be the issue, not always, but can be the issue for Vipassana because people put their body, mind, spirit, their blood, their energy, everything into that. And they want results and they want results. The kind of results they want, they don't get, they want, to attain enlightenment, based on their idea of what that is, which means completely being at peace, completely being uh, uh, full of love and equanimity for everything, themselves and everyone else, an ideal situation. But that's not uh, realization. That's uh, called uh, a uh, god realm. And there are several of them in, in the six uh, uh, the six uh, realms. The god realms, the highest, and it's it is peaceful, it is nice, it is calm. It is, but it can't last because it's conditional. And realization that we're talking about here is unconditional. Anything can happen and you don't mind. If you mind, then something fishy about that, then there's somebody who cares about something. So you, and then you could come in and say, well, shouldn't you care should you love everyone? You, isn't compassion about caring for everybody? Not exactly. Not exactly. That's attachment. I don't mean to just lecture you personally. You look really nice. I thought I'd look at (laughs) you. Yes.
3: So um, somebody comes to us and there's pain in that person. Yes. And we're open to it. Is it... A beneficial practice to feel the pain. I mean, it kind of feels to me like a physical comes into my body somehow. Mm-hmm. And is it a good practice to feel the pain and,
2: and just watch it and then? Take yeah, your question. Yeah.
1: Just just be with whatever happens. Feel. If you can feel it, feel it, but don't necessarily try to modify it to be more successful. And I'm not saying that we if somebody doesn't come in. You're a nurse, right? I'm mm-hmm. a teacher. Same thing. <laughs> same thing only different. So, um, but the same thing when somebody uh, somebody comes in, you you might have to modify a little bit, but it's always based on the person themselves. On how one person, you might be.